What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. The season one finale. We have a jam-packed, exciting palooza of an event today with confetti and balloons and special guests, including myself and Eric Dittleman. <laughs> I was going to say, all of you. yeah, special guests, me and you and all that other <laughs> stuff, balloons, confetti. We'll just believe it's real because it's uh, it's an audio format, so they can't see whether we have yes. them or not. Absolutely, but it's there in my mind. I have mental pictures of all of those things. <laughs> so yeah, this is our uh, last episode before going on a bit of a hiatus. If uh, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, we appreciate you being here. Uh, so yeah, Matt, you're taking a little break uh, for uh, your upcoming child. It's tough to even call it a break, but yeah, yes, yeah. Um, baby on the way. Tiana mm-hmm. is full term. Uh, little, little guy could be here uh, any day now. So it's real. This is our first. So we really don't know what to expect, but sure. we're, we're excited and nervous. And our hospital bag is packed. The car seat is in the car. We're ready to go. Ready to go. And that's uh, yeah, a whole new year. I mean, new, we got New Year's coming up. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays, by the way. Uh, Likewise to you, my friend, and thank you for the uh, for the surprise uh, baby gift that you sent in the mail there, especially. Yeah, do you want to tell what what it says? On? <laughs> it, it, it well, it's a onesie. It's called a onesie, I yeah, guess, yeah, that yeah. you would put on a a newborn, and it has like uh, a bonsai tree on it, uh-huh. and it and it says you're the best uh, the best around. Yeah, so the best around. Very much in vain. With uh, one of the things we talk about most on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Yes, so uh, I thought you'd, you'd appreciate that, and might as I well appreciate it. Yes, get them started wearing uh, proper clothes right away. hundred percent, hundred percent. I got to learn how to put these clothes on. Yeah, I yeah. got to learn how to change a diaper. You and I were talking before we started mm-hmm. recording about how little experience we both have, just even like holding babies. It's not something we've made a hobby of. No, you and I, at yeah, least, yeah, Tiana, yeah. a little bit more experience, of course. But yeah, I, I feel like it's just strange if you if it was a hobby of yours to be like. <laughs> Asking people, random strangers, can I hold your baby? <laughs> so it would have been good practice, regardless if it's yeah. like maybe a social faux pas. Yeah, you'll learn. You'll learn trial by fire for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a crash course, baby. There you go. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> crash course, baby. Name of the episode already. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, so you, uh, what did you do for the holiday? It was just chill, relaxing. Not, I mean, I, I, again, it's tough to even use the word relax right now with all the preparation right. of the nursery and uh, the holidays is kind of a crazy time. We're doing, t- we're in the thick of doing two shows a night right now, every mm-hmm. night with no days off. Um, so it's particularly kind of a, a busy time leading up to um, a little bit of time off when once the baby finally gets here so mm-hmm. uh and a lot of prep for the loadout and load in of sort of the new technology for the show mm-hmm. i know you know we did a video shoot since we last spoke yeah. which was two days of shooting wow yeah we did uh day one we did uh some outdoor things at a park okay. um, i had both of my brothers there on camera now did your brothers recreate the brothers video where they were at the diner and <laughs> just from, essentially from your AGT package from, you know, years and years ago. <laughs> that essentially, you- we made a brother's video 2.0. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as I had all these different thoughts of where to go with the video, mm-hmm. it, it ended up coming back to something very similar, at least scenically, to what was originally there. Oh, so there's a scene in a park. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene at a, a diner. Actually, I've brought you to the Bagel Cafe where we shot. You've oh, been yeah. there with me before. Yeah, it's kind of a New York deli. Best places to get bagels in Vegas. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So we shot there, which was uh, which was actually pretty fun. Um, 
So that was kind of the first day of shooting. We did the bagel cafe in the park thing. Now, my question is, do they still say the line, we want to see if you still got it, Matt, after now, uh, how many years in Vegas? Seven years? (laughs) (laughs) How do you remember that? (laughs) You're not the first person to say, like, that line doesn't really fit. (laughs) I just think it was very funny just as when it was in your AGT video package and they're like, because it was kind Let's of a, if you still got a it, yeah. forced. They wanted you to do magic for the waitress, so they're like, "Right, hey, hey, little bro, <laughs> I know you're on a huge TV show right now, but want to see if you still got it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, do do a trick for the waitress. I want to see if you still got it, like, <laughs> like as if I hadn't been performing for like twelve years, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I had to dust off the old props. That's one of those, like, if you know you and, like, your story, like, it's it doesn't fly. But, like, if you're a brand new audience to you, like the AGT audience was, then it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's like when you said to me when I was on AGT and they were asking, like, oh, do you see yourself having a Vegas show? And, like... You know, you have to play the game. And I responded like, oh, yeah, I would love a Vegas show. But I was already touring and working, and I just wanted to do more of that. So you It was like- very clear that you had never even thought about Las Vegas, when you, the way you answered the question. And that footage still exists on the Internet. People should see that. We've probably yeah. mentioned that before, yeah. but comes and you, full circle. You called me out completely, being like, is anyone who didn't know, like, that was a fine answer, but anyone who knows you <laughs> knew yeah. the, the Very tone. not believable. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. tried to shoot a thing with my parents on FaceTime. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we still call it the brothers video, but okay. there are other aspects to it as well. It's really like a family video, gotcha. but we call gotcha. it the brothers video yeah. still, just because that's what we've always called it sure. in the show, yeah. that segment. And it's so funny how like uncomfortable my parents are with like having sort of a, a canned conversation that's being <laughs> recorded. Even yeah. if you don't can them to say anything, they, right. as soon as the cameras start rolling, they both right. just freeze up and like, don't know what to say. Don't want to talk about it. I'm like, so what are you guys looking forward to? You know, do you want to ask me anything about the show or anything? And they're like, we're really looking forward to coming to see you in January. And every time I hear the word January, it dates it, right? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, obviously we can't use yeah, that. Right, right, right. And the amount of times they said the word January <laughs> within like a 45 second span, mm-hmm. mind you, we're also having like Wi-Fi issues. Oh, sure. So the it's few choppy. seconds they actually are clear and you can hear them and see them at the same time. They're talking about January. Eventually I was like, can you guys please stop mentioning January? <laughs> this is going to be evergreen. We can't just say that. <laughs> can we talk about anything other than you coming here in January? We could talk about you coming here. We could talk about months, just not January. <laughs> when this uh, video airs every night, you know, every month, <laughs> you know, in January, for instance. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be weird to say, can't wait to see you in January. Oh, the month we're in now. And then right. weirder than every month following that <laughs> immediately. February, can't wait to see you in January. It was just January. <laughs> it's particularly weird in the summertime when yeah, it's yeah. like, can't wait to see you in a few weeks in January. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? it just goes to show you how, you know, things that seem so natural uh, for those of us in the entertainment field, you know, we have practice. We kind of get the, you know, that that natural soundingness to what we do in interviews. And like, I mean, even, you know, those talking head interviews for a lot of the reality shows where they're just like nodding at you behind the camera and they want you to keep talking and it has to sound natural and they got to be able to edit it and take sound bites off. That's that takes practice. And for people who aren't in front of the camera or don't have this showbiz experience, you know, it, it takes longer <laughs> to get it right or to sound right uh so it's just i mean i don't blame them for doing that just because it's they don't have that experience of uh of the showbiz life right right and and being that producer on the other side like that Mm -hmm. takes practice too and we should probably explain this just a little bit so okay yeah when you see like an american idol america's got talent those types of interview packages that they do before performances so you have to really picture there's a camera And then Mm -hmm. right next to the camera, well, there's a camera operator too, but we're not talking about that person. There's a producer that sits right next to the camera that has essentially a script or an outline Mm -hmm. of bullet points. They're hoping they want you to hit. Right. You can say whatever you want, but they're trying to hit 
interview questions to try and pull information that you know and how they want to shape your story uh but i mean ultimately if you don't want something to be on there just you don't you refuse to say it because again yeah you only say what you're comfortable saying yeah that golden rule is if they catch it on tape they they'll use it you know for something that you don't want to use yeah it's not even necessarily like a malicious thing like people sometimes think it is but also It's it's just storytelling, right? So like mm-hmm. if they just had you sit and talk to the camera, it might take you 50 minutes or 15 minutes to get across mm-hmm. what could have been done more concisely. So they're there to, there yeah. to help you kind of streamline it and say it. And, and, and a lot of times I found, at least all those years ago, I would match the energy of that person because they're, they're not just asking pointed questions. They're nodding along mm-hmm. with everything you're saying. And I think this is really common because I just don't see it as much outside of that particular arena like when they're working with people who are not used to doing these types of interviews they're really trying to give the person answering the questions confidence so they're nodding their Mm -hmm. head and smiling to really get you to keep talking and they're not they're not saying anything back because they want you to just keep going yeah yeah yeah. Um, that's such a psychological trick is if you want people to keep talking you just stop and then people don't like silence so they fill in the silence and they keep going yes and then the fact that they're nodding along it's that showing that encouragement to like it's reinforcing oh you're doing a good job so keep going uh but also like having a friendly face but boy when i was doing it that was so distracting to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just the, the nodding was intense. And I know there was yeah. one guy in particular who you also had, because we both mm-hmm. had him, that mm-hmm. was like so like overly enthusiastic, like yeah, with yeah, the yeah. nodding and the smiling. Uh-huh. And it was really overdone in a way. And uh, you can tell, like, I think one of my interviews on the show was with him. And mm-hmm. because I was matching their energy, you know, yeah. depending on their energy, it would affect how I was answering the questions because <laughs> I would sort of mimic their energy. Yeah, and yeah. you could tell which one was with him because I'm just completely like, you know, yeah. my energy level is like, you know, four times higher than it normally yeah. would be when I'm just talking. That's Matt when he goes to eleven. <laughs> you know, just turns. Yeah, up exactly. All the way. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, but it's kind of a funny thing. But um, I, I see less of that like outside of that particular arena, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Like the nodding and the encouraging mm-hmm. and like the real like overdoing yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it takes practice to get used to that and to give soundbite answers and everything like that. So for someone who's not into into that world, I mean, it might you might bring up January a lot. <laughs> yeah. It it was so much fun and the you know, in mm-hmm. the uh, you always walk away from these things not knowing what we got. I mm-hmm. I always go yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I think we have everything we need for all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh the next day we shot at the theater and we set up mm-hmm. a beautiful lighting uh cue and it's going to be black and white and I kind of gave some I talked about different bullet points I wanted to hit for opening the show. Mm. And kind of keeping in mind what we're going to cut to for B-roll and things like that and tried to kind of talk about things in a streamlined way to introduce the show and get the audience excited and ready um, Mm -hmm. to update our current opening video. So those are the two main uh, shoot days that we did. And we have some stylistic choices we made that we're kind of excited about just to see how it looks and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, any day now, maybe after the new year, we'll finally see like a first draft of this thing. Nice. And uh, see how it comes out. That's awesome. Yeah, because you do put edits. a l- lot of it together in the edit. Because, you, like you're saying, you don't know necessarily what you you got during the shoot. You know, you think you got everything, but you might make some creative decisions. My my question for you is, and I think I've asked this in other arenas in the past, where it's like, how much is this a collaborative thing with your team? How much are you directing the creative while being? the you know in front of the camera as well like are you like can you get a sense of like oh can we change that up from you know me being in front of the camera to like putting on your director hat to be like why don't we do this instead or do you have someone that you brought in to kind of be the director how did you approach that right great question so i do bring in a director um i've worked with him on a number of occasions here in town um he has a company, Big Picture Studios, here in, in Vegas. He also directed our opening video when we first opened the show. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I did another opening video that I worked on with him as well. And this will be kind of our third one of those together. But he also does our commercials and other things uh, and lots of projects, of course, outside of um, my work. Uh, so I try actually to not step on their toes. Like, I bring them in for mm-hmm. a reason to 
sort of carry out the vision. But I would say my work uh, behind the scenes happens before the day of the shoot. So he and I mm-hmm. sit down together and work on what we think the beats are. Even though you don't know what you're going to get until the day you shoot it, you still want to go in with a plan. Right. And yeah. Like instead of just kind of shooting everything and not knowing what you're going to want to use, you want to have your sort of outline of, okay, here are the beats. Here's what we know we need because then we want to cut to this and cut to that for B-roll. Um, and this is how it starts. This is the middle and this is the end, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we sat down on several occasions leading up to the day for, for months leading up to the day, actually. Um, and then when it comes to the day of, we kind of know what we're doing. We know what the vision is. And each person kind of does their own job uh, in terms of carrying it through. And most of what I'm doing there is generating the content of what I'm saying. And I, and I preferred right. not to script it this time. I, instead mm-hmm. of having like scripted mm-hmm. lines that I was going to do as like a voiceover or VO, as we say, um, I wanted to sort of riff a little bit more candidly. So that right. was just a creative choice we right. made on that. So I'm kind of focused on doing that and the on-camera stuff. Um, Jeff is focused on the the directing and so on. And um, gosh, we had, you know, Jeff brought in a team of maybe it was 10 or so people that were, wow. you know, audio and multiple cameras and um, grips and all of that stuff. And it was a, it was a, a real deal production. So it should Great. come out with some real nice production value. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Can't wait to see yeah. you know where first draft lands us. That'll be great. Did that answer and, the yeah, question? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It did. And <laughs> okay. I think that's smart using the, the VO. I mean, because you know, you're kind of talking more casually cause you can always add voiceover in post. So if you Absolutely. needed to script something to tie things together, I mean, I feel like that happens all the time, especially for reality shows and whatever they're, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, like whoever's hosting like Great British Bake Off, they might be like, we need, uh, we need a filler for this to transition to make sense. So like, can you get in the sound booth and do your VO to just cover that right. transition? You know, it's, it's seamless. People are used to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, yeah, ADR, man. ADR, it's called. Yeah. yeah, ADR. And one of my favorite things that I, I took my brother there once is my favorite museum in, in New York is the Museum of the Moving Image, where they have the Henson exhibit that I donated to and have my name on a plaque. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's, uh, they talk about all about, uh, you know, making movies and TV. And there's a interactive uh, exhibit booth where you can go in and you could practice your own ADR for anyone who's never tried it before. So you could just pick a movie, you know, like Babe the Pig, you know, and then it shows you the oh. line you need to record and it beeps you in and you practice once and then it's go time to record. And of course, me and my brother, we didn't do it seriously. So all the people looking on were just like, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, why did right, you give right. the, the, the pig a, a British accent, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But uh, but it, it, it's really fun to like try out like those those skills in movie making uh, for yourself. So if you're in New York, check out Museum of the Moving Image. Uh, it's one of my favorite places. Awesome. That's a a plug (laughs) for Museum of the Moving Image. Just Uh, jumping right to a plug or a recommendation, um, if you will. Yeah, I guess so. A recommendation. Did you, um, you, so you performed on Christmas Day. How was that? What are the audiences like for Christmas Day? Do you feel like there's a difference? I I always perform Christmas, uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Um, What is it like? Um, You know, it's not that different for me. Mm hmm. There is a slightly, and other people would maybe argue with me, but I would say there's a slightly larger international audience than usual. Right, right. Um, but like to me, maybe it's maybe it is significant. I'm not I'm not really sure because there's always kind of a significant international audience in Vegas anyway. Right. So like yeah. I don't know what the increase is, but like outside of that, it 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 really it's it's another show. Absolutely. For me, in other words, yeah. like it doesn't Great. feel that different to perform on on Christmas. You know what the big difference is for me is because I'm always looking for things to incorporate into the show. So mm-hmm. it becomes and I may have told you this already, but I ask people, what are you celebrating? And every a lot of right. times people will say the holidays. Yeah, and that yeah, doesn't yeah. give me anything <laughs> to work with. I'm hoping for exactly. anniversaries and birthdays and things that I can tie into the, the fabric mm-hmm. of the show. And if you've seen the show, you understand what I mean by this. Um but when everybody's just saying the holidays, it it makes it a little harder for me to have to like search for other things. That's the main yeah. difference, to be totally honest. 
Well, especially with anything mentalism-y, you know, you're like, uh, think of something, and if it's an obvious thing, you're just like, well, you don't have to be a mind reader for that. Like, why? Right, right. That's yeah. not impressive if you're just saying the thing that's on everyone's mind right now, you know? Let's, right, let's which get might a happen deeper. to you. Yeah. Does that happen during holiday shows? Everyone thinks of like a Santa hat or something? Well, like a Christmas tree comes up a lot, you know. A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for drawings. Um, now, if it's in, say, January or maybe mm-hmm. even further out, <laughs> yeah. like May, and they do a Christmas tree, then it's cool because then it totally feels random. Right, right. Uh, one one mm-hmm. example is I did a uh, – did I tell this story? The, the Kabbalah Center. I won't go into the details of it, but, like, I asked them to name a city – and they named Jerusalem, which is the most obvious when you're at a very Jewish-Israeli right. event. And it's like, well, that wasn't, this was years ago, but it was just like, yeah, I would have probably prefaced it now, like, choose something other than Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like in Vegas if yeah. someone said Nevada. Yeah, 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 exactly. If it's too obvious, you know? it's not a, not impressive. And I was like, I wasted a whole routine on something top of mind, easy, that no one mm-hmm. thought was mind reading. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that can be a challenge, totally. Oh, at the City Winery show I just did, I had a blast. Um, a guy drew a pyramid, which I loved, because then I could do all my Jewish jokes. <laughs> I was just like, we, you drew a pyramid for the Jew? <laughs> It's like I'm very familiar with these. Uh, it was just, and, and it was so fun because again, the tone of that room and that room is uh, very much a comedy club. So like, I just I knew I was gonna improvise off the pyramid, and just it destroyed in that room. And I love doing that show because again, uh, you you we've talked about this a little bit, but the different types of venues I feel like can change a show just by how the audience is placed and the expectation going into it. And like this Sydney winery, you're in the loft. So you're not in the big like concert area. You're in the comedy club area where people are eating for, you know, beforehand having a meal, but then you're sitting their long tables and people are seated right on top of each other. And just like every time I do this venue, I was like, I'm not changing much about my show or what I do, but like for some reason in this room, because of the way it's set up, it's like, I crush in this room and I love doing this room, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's some, mm-hmm. some rooms are different than others. And I also find like show times even. So I'm in the same room at seven o'clock mm-hmm. as I am at nine thirty, And there are always exceptions to these rules, but like so far this week, anyway, those nine thirty shows, it's a totally different audience. Yeah. Same yeah. room. Right. Same right. venue, same performer. And it's just a different show time and a different, um, energy of person Mm -hmm. who's awake at that time going to dinner first as opposed to after or whatever and like those people at 9 30 are like ready to party in a different way it's less of a like traditional theatrical audience that's like ready to sit and watch a show it's like they're ready to go and excited right off the bat at 9 30 kind of interesting right that is interesting yeah just just the timing itself draws a different type of person to that hour you know, like yeah, I'd then, be interested if you did this yeah. winery show at two p.m. I mean, I, it would probably feel different in a way, and I don't know what Very would different. be different, yeah. but it would something about it would be different. Yeah, and it'd be different I mean, clientele. Just the different, yeah. I think just showbiz in general, like there's a reason that most shows are at evenings for, you know, when people are out of work or you know, and, you know, it's a nighttime thing, and then you got your matinees. Matinees always feel different, you know, than a than an evening. They do, show. Uh, but. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I mean, I got to give credit to not only the venue, City Winery, they have a draw a certain type of clientele. People are going there, you know, having a nice dinner, wine, you know, it's a night out. And then also to David Crisaro, whose show I was headlining on, uh, he's curated his audience and he does such a good job of like setting up the expectation and hosting so that uh, that I, I'm very thankful that he adds me on every once in a while to do the show and I'm happy to do it. And, uh, and uh, that's another one. Check out, if you're in New York, check out Magic in a Bottle at C Winery that mm-hmm. he's running uh, monthly. So it's a very fun, very fun time. I'll tell you the other thing I'm nervous about is like we're such a well-oiled machine at the theater that's like it's scary. We're, we're literally going to tear everything out. Oh, yep. All Everything you've ever seen mm-hmm. in the show, every light, every video screen, every, th- every everything will be gone in a matter of weeks. And, and then new stuff a new in, setup. but – You'll find out. Yeah, I mean, you'll have a little growing pains and getting used to the new things, I'm sure. But like your team's so, like you said, well, you know, oiled 
that they'll they'll get there again fast, faster than you probably expect too, right? Not literally <laughs> oiled. Fun. It's not like a magic mic oil on the team, just so you know. Well, n- well, now it is. <laughs> now that's gonna be their new. <laughs> that mental image lives for real in your mind, mine, and everyone listening to this. Just like the balloons and confetti, which is sticking you're, you're, to us now because we're so oiled up. <laughs> you were you were showing off your uh, holiday present hoodies. You got your crew uh, with that same Matt Franco on them. I like them a lot. Uh, but uh, you didn't tell me you also got them baby oil to rub down. <laughs> <laughs> and come out on stage to do Magic Mike version of Matt Franco. No, it's Magic Matt. <laughs> magic, magic Matt. Love it. Uh, how about we switch over, Matt? I've got some riddles for you. Ready Let's for Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles. All right, depending on how quickly you get these, I might give you multiple riddles. But uh, okay. here's some that have been in the uh, in the in the my riddle bank for a bit. So we're getting them out there. <clears throat> All right, here we go. What has a foot on each side and one in the middle? What has a foot on each side and one in the middle? Yes. The answer is not Rudy Kobe. I was thinking. <laughs> I was. I was thinking. It had maybe something to do with a ruler, but I'm not really oh, getting that. Um, a ruler? Interesting, man. Yeah. Explore that. Or a yardstick. How about a yardstick? That is correct. Yes. So a foot on each side and one in the middle. It's three feet. Makes up a yardstick. All right. You got that one so quick. I think you're going to get this next one real quick. Uh, you answer me, but I never ask you a question. What am I? You answer, you answer me, me, but I never okay, I ask got you a question. What am I? iPhone. Or just a regular telephone. Doesn't matter the brand. That is correct. <laughs> right. Of course. But in my case, uh, iPhone. <laughs> okay. There you go. Right? Not, not an endorsement. I want it to not be personalized. App. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 All right. So you did so well with those. I think this one might stump you, but I, I you're two for two. Here we is go. Is this the third and final? This is the third and final one I have lined up, yes. Uh, okay. You draw a line, okay? Without touching it, how do you make it a longer line? Um, I would say this has to be, oh, you draw a line. Mm-hmm. Without touching it, how do you make it a longer line? Yes. Okay, so this this one has to do with I think the various meanings of the word line. You could okay, like stand maybe. in a line. Mm-hmm. You okay. could have a clothesline, but you'd have to touch that to extend it. A line of thinking. So you draw a line is the first sentence. So you're gonna draw a line. Oh, that that like literally. Yeah. Okay, so I drew a line. Yep, you draw uh-huh. a line. Without touching uh-huh. it, how do you make it a longer line? Without touching it with what? My like finger? I don't to need to touch ends. it with my finger. Or like drawing more line to connect Okay, so the I ends. can't use the pen to touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Without touching it, how do you make it a longer line? Yes. What you do is you take, for example, like a thick rubber band, mm-hmm. and you draw a line on that, and then you stretch the rubber band. So I already knew you were going to uh, go that as a, a possible solution. So I'm going to reemphasize, without touching it. <laughs> well, I didn't touch you're type- it. You're technically touching the, the rubber band that you drew the line so on. So if I draw this on a piece of paper, I can't even touch the paper? I mean, you could, you can, yeah, you can touch the paper. So in this case, the rubber band is the paper. <laughs> it's not a rubber band. What you're band. saying is that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> All right. So you draw a line without touching it. How do you extend the line? How do you make it a longer line? How do you make it a longer line? Yeah. I felt like that was a pretty good answer. <laughs> um, can you just add another line like to it? What do you mean? Can you it's wet it? A- can you wet it? Can you wet it? Uh, the, the, we're doing yeah, watercolor the now. Bleeds, the ink, the ink bleeds 
And it I gets believe a bit add, adding water to the line would be qualified as touching the line. That's oh geez, it's a lot of technicalities to this one. You don't have to adjust the line at all to make it a longer line for this. That's their hint. You don't have to adjust it. So so once you draw the line, you can make it a longer line without needing to go to that line again. I would just say you have to add another line to it. To it. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're so close to this. <laughs> Is that I not wanna it? Give you, I want to give you this. <laughs> I want to give you, like, half of this, but I can't, so another one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so without touching – so you said add another line. Yeah, what that's you, it. What if you don't extend that line? What, like, what if you the, – the original line you drew – what if mm-hmm. you don't add to that, but what if you just draw another line? What happens? Yeah. Like next to it. Yeah, it makes it a longer line. Why? How? Explain. Because it extends the line. No, 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 but you're not touching the line. <laughs> I don't understand this. All right, here's the answer. Let's see what you think. I'm very curious on <laughs> your thoughts. So you draw a line on the page. Yeah. Then yeah. next to it, like not touching it at all, it could be somewhere else on the page. You draw a shorter line. Okay. So what happens now is now it's relative to the short line you just drew. So now it's the longer line. Oh, it's that long, is not a good. It's a longer line. <laughs> okay, but I was misled a couple of times during that riddle. If you listen back to the the tape here, there were a couple of times where I said extend the line, and I wasn't. I should no. have been ridiculed immediately. You can't extend the line. You're just drawing another shorter line next to it, so relatively the line you already drew is now longer because it has something to compare it to. No, I understand that, but I, <laughs> I didn't understand the original riddle enough. That's, that's what the I'm riddle's about. I'm still making excuses. 130 two episodes in. Two out of three, Matt. Two out of three. Let's jump over I'm to I'm not trivia. going down without a fight. Okay. Matt picks up I, the I call a review on the play. Eric's at the ready. <laughs> Time to use his wit. Pressure. 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 Trivia. Pressure. Trivia. By the way, uh, just because we are going on hiatus after this episode, let's give a shout out to my brother for these lovely jingles. Uh, one Absolutely. more time. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So I have a very special. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I have a very special final bout of trivia for you okay. because it combines. Uh, now, if you go back through 130 episodes, your strongest category in trivia turned out to be movies. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Your weakest turned out to be sports. Sports. Yeah. That no, also I'm sorry. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Music? Yeah. yeah. The, and the music. The music was a close, you know. Wait, did you go back to like see how I did on all these trivia? Yeah, there are statistics <laughs> on this. I was gonna do a statistics of all the riddles you got wrong because uh, we have the spreadsheet, but uh, I, I'm not gonna. Now, go if I'm being that honest, torture. if I'm being honest, it's anecdotal statistics. Okay, they. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, anecdotal. but I did think it would be good to take. Uh, to, I, I, I said music for a second because that was one of my other ideas. I was going to do music from movies mm. to try to like do the trivia category there, but I ended okay. up going with sport movies instead. All right, let's do it. I like it. How well do you know your sport movies? We'll see. We're about to see. <laughs> All right. I've got a few here. What is the main sport in the Big Lebowski? Big Lebowski, that is bowling. That is, is that correct. It? What is the main sport in semi-pro? Semi-pro, I believe, is the Will Ferrell basketball movie. Is it basketball? That is correct. Yes. (laughs) Seabiscuit. Horse racing. That one's easy. (laughs) That's the one I wouldn't have known. Million Dollar Baby. Uh, That is boxing. That is correct. I love how you, you're just clicking the button that you got it correct before I even confirm because you just know. Raging Bull. Raging Bull is also boxing. That is correct. <laughs> Only a couple left here. Mm-hmm. This is an easy one. Water Boy. Uh, that is football, Bobby Boucher. 
That is correct. American football to be exact. Um, Wimbledon? What do you think? Probably tennis. <laughs> it's named after one of the most famous tennis events. That is correct. That'd be How hilarious, about- though, if it was like drag racing. <laughs> Wimbledon. <laughs> How about Ali? Ali, also named for a very famous boxer. Matt, these are very easy. <laughs> How about the babe? The babe. Uh, well, we already mentioned babe the pig earlier, but it's not anything to do with uh, pig wrestling. It is the babe, the famous baseball player, Babe Ruth. That is, is that correct. Right? <laughs> the hurricane. The Hurricane. Okay, so this is the Denzel movie, also the Dylan song. Uh, This is boxing. Hurricane Carter, I believe. I am not having any luck stumping you. (laughs) So many boxing ones. Yes, there's a lot of boxing movies. All right, final one. There's only like seven hockey movies, but there's a lot of boxing movies. I mean, Mighty just, Ducks. No, it's just, not Mighty. just with Rocky and Creed alone. You got a ton of boxing movies. I actually clipped past Rocky because that was too easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you'll know this one, but I wouldn't have known. Jerry Maguire. Is there a specific sport in that one? Now that's tricky because he's like a sport manager, but I believe he represents Cuba Gooding Jr., who plays football. My that is correct. Wow, that was a <laughs> heck of a run, man. Heck yeah. of a run. All right, last one. Final question. Oh, okay. Bonus Let's round. Do Let's do it. Cool Runnings. Uh, that is the Jamaican bobsled team. So that is Oli- correct. So the Olympics, I guess. Wow. Bobsled. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. I'm not doing any more. You you're good at these. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these I might not know like sports stats or like specific players, but like if it's in a movie, odds are pretty good, I'll know. <laughs> I should have gone with the music from movies. That's what I should have done. I probably would have, yeah. Although I did all right with those Disney songs, so maybe. maybe. You did. You did. Uh Matt, we uh, let's jump into our mailbag. We have a couple people that I wrote in, but uh, here we go. The mailbag. I've got mail. And, and we just want to thank a lot of people were uh, sending us well wishes about the hiatus and uh, how they're they're gonna miss uh, the weekly episodes. But uh, you know, again, we'll uh, we'll gauge where we're at and hopefully come back at some point. Uh, but we do appreciate you writing out, uh, writing us, and uh, some some very heartfelt stories about you know how far things have come. We've been doing this what two and a half years, Matt. Something Gosh, like that. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, that how many years? <laughs> Has it been years? Because it's 130 episodes, 52, 52, yeah, about wow. two, and a half, two and a half. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, but so, um, we do appreciate those messages and um, kind words and thoughts and well wishes and understanding and encouragement and all of that. It's uh, It was really cool to see. We were kind of taken aback by it, but it was great. Humbled. Yeah, and it's nice that like we we were able to like build a small little community, you know, of the listeners here and the people who chime in, and like we just really appreciate you you sticking with us and listening to us each week. Um, yeah, because we just were like, again, Matt, let's talk during the pandemic. Oh, and we tend to talk about things that maybe other people might found interesting. So let's record it. So we had no plan to ever really start a podcast before, just doing it and jumping in and learning as we go. So uh, yeah, it means means a lot that people found us and are listening to us and uh yeah and that you're here with us so uh, yeah that was uh thank you so much uh but matt and if I do this want- is your first oh, yeah. episode like eric said if this is your first episode what a time to join and, and your commitment is is not too much so there's always that plus you know you have very <laughs> short time commitment if this is your first time joining us and you don't want to go backwards yeah, but you can. We do have a back catalog of episodes. Uh, listening to it in reverse might be interesting because then we're like out doing shows and then slowly becoming quarantined uh, into the COVID <laughs> pandemic. So depressing. <laughs> so, uh, so you could he- you could hear the journey backwards if you want to, but uh, I mean, it is a journey from going into what are we going to do with our careers to you know back to. Back to business as usual, but also full throttle, mo- if you will. Moving forward and life changes and uh, mm-hmm. you know families and projects all in the works and uh, so 
Uh, we don't take it lightly. But uh, here's a here's a uh, email Matt from Rob writes in. Uh, congrats on reaching this point. I'll miss listening weekly, but take some well-deserved time off to raise a child and see more shows. I guess that second one was for me. Uh, Definitely. Not not raising the child. Uh, that could have been the name of this podcast shows Eric has seen this week. (laughs) That was, yeah, we did do a lot of that. (laughs) I did see a lot of shows. Uh, but Matt, I was wondering. It's impressive actually. Yeah. Matt, I was wondering if you had any tips on getting into mindfulness I'm someone who always needs to be doing something and my mind is always thinking of a million things at once. Is there a good starting point for getting into meditation? That is the question for you. And then, um, Eric, I'm wondering what's the weirdest way you've tried to prove your age when you showed up to a night a nightlife venue and forgotten your ID. Okay, so he, just, he knows a specific story and wants me to tell that story. <laughs> Gotcha. Do you want me to do that first? Because it's quick and then you can talk about mindfulness. You're welcome to. Sure. All right. So the story is uh, I was out at a friend's bachelor party and this is years and years ago. I think we were back up in Ithaca where we went to school and I had already done AGT and we were out on the evening and I think I was like just renewed my license or something like that. So I didn't have my actual license. I had like a paper one. So I brought my passport Mm -hmm. in case, you know, to have backup ID. But I left this all in my bag when we went out to party at night. So we get to the bar, and they're very strict, checking IDs, as they should. And I realize I don't have my ID on me. I left the passport back at the, at the, uh, at the wherever we were staying. So, Matt, my brilliant idea was to pull up on YouTube <laughs> my, my recent clip from AGT <laughs> from a year or two pr- prior and to show the lower third Chiron that said Eric Diddleman, comma, I think 27 at the time. To How did that work I, for you? I was over 21 <laughs> to go into the How did ball. that work? It did not work, man. <laughs> it did not work. That is hilarious. We had to, someone had to drive me back and we had to get the passport. <laughs> that is awesome. So it I is a that. shameful. I feel like- but a, a good college try, literally, since we were in my old college town. But uh, I think, it the I think good we may have talked try. about that. Yeah, we may have <laughs> talked about that before because I feel like I had talked about this when I was 18 years old. I went to Canada with some friends, and my mm-hmm. friend Pat and I have the exact same birthday, both May 10th, and mm-hmm. we had both recently uh, turned 18, so we had paper licenses. Yes, yes. And everywhere we tried to go the bouncer at the door at the restaurant or bar, what have you, where you have to be 18 to get in, um, they, they would see our paper IDs. And they'd be like, both, going, both born on May 10th, guys? I wasn't born yesterday. I don't think so. And literally, we just couldn't get in anywhere. <laughs> You're like, no, it actually is. <laughs> right. Yeah, That's both more May 10th? I don't think so, guys. Get out of here. Anyway, let's uh let's go back to his more serious question. Uh, how do you approach mindfulness, Matt? How's a good way for so, Rob to get into that? Yeah, my gateway was uh, the app Headspace, which helped me have like sort of a regular uh, uh, practice with it. But um, I think also another good gateway is if you just go to like uh, YouTube videos of because um, there's another app I use, Bright Mind, which is interesting as well. Um, but it's all kind of based on the, the practices of a guy named Shinzen Young. Shinzen is a meditation teacher who has sort of lived a life of meditation and so on and meditation teaching and retreats. And uh, he's written books, but also you can just watch him like talking on YouTube and um, audio books, anything by him you can listen to. And he kind of has a specific framework, which is using mindfulness to help your concentration, clarity, and equanimity. Equanimity meaning sort of balance. So using meditation to help you better be able to focus on whatever it is you want to be focusing on. Clarity, to have better clarity of what it is you're trying to focus on. And then balance in being able to focus on things with detachment when necessary. So his teachings I find to be really interesting and it's 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 only one thing to articulate it. It's a whole nother thing to to put it into practice. So I would say if you allot yourself even just five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, um, you will begin practicing if you choose to, and you will eventually um, 
start to sort of understand more. I'm I'm not an expert by any means, but mm. I do find it to be very, very helpful um, to be in sort of a constant practice of mindfulness. Yeah, that's very good. And as someone who's just recently tried it a few times, played around with it, like I can definitely relate, Rob, to like always needing to be on the go, always thinking, working on something. So I do tend to find, you know, some side projects for me to work on to just keep my brain busy a lot of times, which is a good coping mechanism for that, for sure. But to also take a moment to be like, all right, I'm just going to sit and focus and whatever thoughts do come in, let them come in and then release them away. And that's okay too. And then you start to, you know, kind of like you're saying balance or whatever fancy word you just said, equilibrium, equanimity, equanimity. Equanimity. <laughs> Equanimity. Uh, you, you you start to develop that a bit too if, it, when, when you are doing that in the moment. So it has been helpful, especially when like really stressful or other thoughts come in. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good daily practice too, but not just, not just when things get overwhelming. Yeah, I definitely recommend a guided practice to start. Do a free trial of any of those apps, whether it be Calm or Headspace or uh, BrightMind or whatever it is. It's really interesting to just sit down for five minutes and focus on one thing. For example, one exercise would be uh, hear in, meaning you're only listening to mental talk. So you're sitting for five minutes listening to any inner dialogue that happens in or around your ears. That is mental talk or sounds or a song in your head. Anything that's like not an actual sound that other people can hear is mental. You focus on that. And it's interesting. You'll notice how many times once you get used to doing it, how many times your mind wanders away to a physical distraction or a visual distraction, whether it's a mental image or, or an actual image if your eyes are open, and you just gently bring your attention back to whatever the focus is. And there are lots of exercises you can do like this that are really interesting, fun, enjoyable, and makes you like way more aware of when your mental talk is quiet, when your mental talk is busy. All of those things are okay, but it's just it, it brings a different level of awareness when you're aware of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, did I any th- of that make sense to you, Eric? I did. Or is yeah. That too, yeah, is that, yeah. Yeah. It did. Okay. It did. It did. Yeah. And it's a good transition into um, into kind of our goals and uh, uh, kind of wrapping up this fla- this final ish episode of season one. <laughs> Mind, over magic. Mind over magic podcast. Uh, but uh, I mean, we don't want to do necessarily short term goals because we're not doing our weekly goals. But I was thinking right. um, one. Well, here, but more of a before we even get to that. What, what about a more retrospective? Uh, because, you know, we're going to be off for many weeks, uh, probably. Who knows how long? But uh, where do you see yourself? Where, um, you know, what are what are your long term goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, obviously, you've got immediate family goals coming up, but, uh, you know, both both work and family life. Wh- where do you see yourself uh, coming up in the future? What are you aspiring for and what are your long term goals, Matt? This is going to sound like a cop out answer, but it's not. I mean it. And, and I have proof. I mean it, mm-hmm. because if you go back to my audition on America's Got Talent, which is in our video vault or you can YouTube it. Uh, there's a part in the card story where I say people often ask you, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Mm. I throw out a 10. Uh, but even just five years ago, and I throw out a five, yeah. uh, I never guessed that I'd be here on season nine of America's Got Talent, blah, blah, blah. And the reason I wrote that line is because it was true. Mm. And I prefer to like not set goals when it comes to long-term goals like so specific, but I like to leave them more broad. Because I find that if I set a specific goal, yes, I might achieve it, but I might limit myself Mm. by setting too small of a goal. Yeah. So I try to set more general goals of like trying to share magic with as many people as I can or trying to get better at this aspect of life or that aspect as opposed to I want to be doing this or that. I want to have this or that. I try not to be like specific because... Had I like set specific goals when I was 20 years old, I wouldn't have picked where I am now. Right, 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 right. I would have picked a much more realistic goal. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, ended up um, surpassing so the expectation. Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, I just always try to keep it more general. Like I think my goal at that time was to do magic full time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is like sort of open-ended and, and leaves room to grow, but not too specific. So where do I see myself in five years or even 10 years? 
I like to think that I have no idea where I where 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 I'd be. Sure. You know, I, I think that things will happen between now and then that that I can't predict or control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my honest answer is that I embrace not knowing. That's great. That's a great outlook. Uh, what do you have those broader goals though? What like for uh for your future rather than narrowing it down yeah. to specific. Yeah, if you want to if you want to sort of shift this to the goal conversation yeah. for me right now, it's kind of, you know, the things that I feel closest to right now is the 3 Fs, right? It's family, friends and fans that I mm. want to feel that connection with. Um right now, of course, family being at the forefront with the expansion um and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. And if you add another F, you can then do a, ma- a magic convention. Four, four Fs. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best close-up workers in Batavia, New well, York. Magic conventions also also have a, a close place in my heart. So if you want to add a fourth F in there, by all means. Uh, convention starts with a C, Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you That'd add an F, it equals one four, of them. I got it. <laughs> Very good, very good. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm very much in the same boat in terms of broad goals rather than specific, uh, and kind of seeing myself. I, I mean, I have some larger ideas of like you know I, I've been writing a theater show, so I want to kind of realize that eventually. You know, that's a long process. So I, again, just kind of figuring that as I go. But I think my long term goal um, is just to. Uh, Remind myself, it's almost t- ties into Rob's question about mindfulness and like really being present and uh, appreciating the not only successes I've had, but like the friends and family and relationships I've developed. And I mean, showbiz can be such a rat race and you could always there's such a trap of always comparing yourself to what other people doing. How did this guy get this gig and I didn't or like why That's a trap? Why were they chosen? But to be like, yeah. Uh, just you're doing what you love. You've had amazing experiences. You've made amazing relationships and just appreciating those, I think, going forward and being just always keeping that at the forefront is what my long term goal is. And then again, anything else that comes along the way, like you said, could exceed expectations. And it's just like, let's experience the ride, see where it goes, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, those are those great, great words to live by. And uh, words of encouragement. I like it. I'm inspired. Good, 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 good. Should we do a recommendation? I see you actually wrote something this week, man. <laughs> I did. What I, I was thinking about it. I was doing my homework. Yeah, what's your recommendation? So, uh, um, well, I had two that came to mind. Um, so one was on Netflix, just a show called The Sinner, I think. Oh, I don't it's know if Sinner I know Sinner or one. The Sinner. Okay. And if you're like me and you like psychological thriller type mystery trash uh like uh, i can't call it true crime because it's a fictional story Mm -hmm. but um i i watched the first couple of seasons and it started off a little slow for me jessica beale is in the first season i think she's also like a an ep or somewhat of a creator Mm -hmm. of the show but she's not in the second season and there are two more seasons after that um and i'm just starting the i guess i haven't gotten to the third season yet but anyway Started off a little slow for me, really grew on me, some great twists and turns, and season two I liked even more than the first, so Sinner is the show that I enjoyed, if you like those sort of mystery type shows. And the other recommendation, I've, I've, I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again, um, because you've asked me about it, I don't think you've ever gotten to it, the Nike running app, man, is so good. <laughs> I was using it yesterday, and I was like, it really is great, it's motivational, it's got like words to live by, it's... You know, it's advice about running, but it's also just advice. Also, it ties into the mindfulness thing. They do a number of um, sessions that are guided runs by Andy mm-hmm. uh, Puttacombe, and he is the founder of Headspace. So gotcha. you can actually do kill two birds. Uh, I don't like that phrase, kill two birds. You can accomplish two things at once <laughs> by doing a mindfulness run. You can see two birds with one, binoc- one spyglass. That one eye. With that way they're they're still living at the end <laughs> no that's yeah. great that's great very good um i um finally dove into rings of power on amazon which is like the precursor to lord of the rings and the hobbit uh it is a uh probably the biggest budgeted streaming show ever and uh it really took a bit to get into 
uh, because I mean the thing that <laughs> I mean if you're a big Tolkien nerd, you're love you're already on board. But like I I enjoy it, but I've never you know really dove so deeply like. What was frustrating at first to me is just why is everyone named two or three things and why does every place have two or three names? But once I got all that squared away with a little help of some YouTube uh, recaps of what was happening, I'm now halfway through the season and really enjoying it. So uh, it was really Why did you fun. need the YouTube recaps? Because you were just really couldn't follow or were you kind of getting distracted while you were watching? A little bit of both, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot of characters. You're like, who are they referencing? Who is this guy? Oh, mm -hmm. that guy's mm -hmm. the same as this other name that they called this guy. Like, So there's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So it just mm -hmm. kind of clarified what was going on and and tying it into gotcha. the, the touchstones of like things from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit that I do know be like, oh, that makes sense now that that that's that and that's this, you know, kind of going along. So uh, rings. Yeah, power. I'm guilty of the same uh, YouTube recap here and there to, to help me understand. OK, I did I get great. this right? So I guess I'll yeah. uh, I'll also shout out the uh, YouTube channel I use for a lot of these because they do a lot of Easter eggs and movie things. And I love to. Uh, I'd love uh, to know it. Love the recaps, especially for anything nerdy. Marvel, especially uh, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, is called Screen Crush. And uh, there's a YouTuber, Ryan Airy, who does uh, Easter egg breakdowns. And he's got a very cute, adorable dog as a sidekick. Uh, and it like sort of has a premise of him being in like the last ever blockbuster by himself, just watching movies. <laughs> but then he breaks down the movies, so <laughs> it's very fun. So I will recommend uh, Rings of Power and uh, Screen Crush, the YouTube channel. <laughs> Beautiful. So Matt, we wow, we did it. We're wrapping up. Yeah, um, we did it. Yeah, we've got we got plugs. congratulations, congratulations, hundred thirty episodes. Yeah. We did it. 130. That's something. <laughs> um, plugs, future plugs that people can still see you in Vegas. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, people seeing the show right now, or it's, it's, it's really the last chance to see this iteration of the show, which is so exciting. But um, if you missed that one, uh, listen, 3.0 is just around the corner. So um, I'm jacked up about that. Yeah. I'm hitting. That's fantastic, man. And buy tickets at Ticketmaster or through your website, right? Absolutely. And I'm still on the road. Uh, you know, I'll be popping in always to shows in New York, whether it's uh, my, uh, Magic in a Bottle, like we mentioned in this episode, or uh, at the City Winery in New York, or Speakeasy Magic at the McKittrick Hotel. I'll be popping into those. Also, other shows in development uh, that might pop up throughout the, the next year or so. Uh, but I'm also on the road, colleges, corporate events. A lot of stuff is lining up. I got a lot of, lot of uh, cas casinos and corporate stuff lining up, Matt, which is great. But you can see all my public shows if you go to my uh, Linktree, Linktree slash E Diddleman. I usually post tickets there uh, if you could buy them and see them in public. Or just if you want to book me, visit ericdiddleman.com. But um, – Matt, we should uh, thank all of our listeners that have been here and supporting us for 130 episodes. We truly appreciate everyone who's tuned in and wrote in. Uh, and again, we, we'll hopefully see you when we're back from hiatus at some point. Uh, but we also need to thank our patrons who supported us as well. Our producers, uh, Dr. Bob Baker, James Dawson, and Jesse Miller. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll be, uh, you know, just kind of pausing that Patreon. But I think you can still maybe sign up if you want to see the, the video vault uh, that's there. That'll stay up as well. Um, what else, Matt? Uh, if you want to write us, we'll check in on our socials, right? Uh, from time to time and our email mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com uh, and hit us up on the socials at mindmagicpod uh, follow our individual socials as well I'm sure there will be some baby photos soon on Matt's social right. <laughs> what is your handle remind everyone you, since you finally secured uh, it's it it's just my name for yourself no nope. it's just my name M-A-T no imposters it's just you now you've secured it so it's Matt Franco uh, yeah, yeah, M-A-T-F-R-A-N-C-O. Uh-huh, and you can visit me at E. Diddleman. Uh, Matt, this is a pleasure. So much fun. Uh, Dude, great time what a wild you. ride. Wild ride so far. We've come so far in two and a half years, and uh, 
And it, I can't sure. even believe it. it. I can't believe it's been two and a half years. Yeah. That's that's wild to me. That didn't occur to me until you <laughs> till the moment you said it while we were doing this. But yeah, uh, what, a, what a great couple of years it's been. Great 130 episodes. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us for this season of uh, Mind Over Magic. I think it's fair to say that this season is now over. Ha, 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 ha.